The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. Sitting down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar, a friend of the show has been on several times, author Z. Jeffries. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm happy to be here. You're an Evergreen Park author. You write, I don't want to just say children's books, because they're, they're for an older group of kids at, at times, and you kind of range around. You've done some, some adult books as well. Uh, kind of give everybody a quick background on what you do, because you've got some interesting projects and interesting series that uh, you've either created or you're in the middle of. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as Z. Jeffries, I write middle grade sci-fi, so I have the Hide and Seek Chronicles, which is a four-book series right now. I also have Pro Wrestling Saves Earth, which is about a kid from Evergreen Park gets sucked up into space and has to save the world. You know that old chest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's where we started with you, I think. Yeah, a I think while so. back when you first you first started that series, that's when you showed up on the show the first time, was that one? Absolutely, absolutely. And then uh, I've branched out, and now I write as Zachary Jeffries. I'm writing YA, which is high school and up uh, fantasy novels, uh, and I am a third of the way through a trilogy. Uh, Angel of Fate is already out, and then book two of that, Angel of God's End, is coming out this coming uh, Valentine's Day. Okay. And now... You're I'm, a busy writer. I I am. I am. Which Everyone, is a good thing because, I mean, this is your job, right? I mean, this is what you do. You're an author for a living. Yeah. My kid goes to preschool, and that's usually when I am doing my marketing promo social media stuff and then at night everyone goes to sleep and i am up in the house writing until around midnight that's kind of that's kind of how it goes i sneak my my hours when i can you're like me i do the same thing yep yep i gotta i got no kids around the house and it's just me and then when the first one gets home from school i know that anything that hasn't been finished i will not be back to until 9 p.m and then i work in the evenings after they go to bed because somebody's got to somebody's got to take care of all three of them so that's what i'm doing you gotta you gotta steal your minutes when you can (laughs) uh and also i'm really excited because i have my first nonfiction uh book coming out on the 20th of october and it's all about writing books. That's awesome. And we're going to talk to you about this today. And we're going to have Amy Kazin from Evergreen Park High School in here. We're going to go through all the stuff that's going on in and around Evergreen Park this week. And it's all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. They invest in the Evergreen Park community. After all, they love this area as much as you do. Plus, with their total access checking account, you get free ATMs nationwide and a $300 bonus with qualifying activities and There's no overdraft charges. Pair that up with their mobile banking tools and award-winning customer service. And the true community bank right here in your area is who you should be going with. I love the advantage of being able to use any ATM anywhere and not worrying about the fees. I love being able to move money between my account and my kids with their student checking accounts. It is so simplified with the app. Check out everything they have at bankevergreenpark.com or stop in and see them today in that iconic building at 95th and Pulaski, member FDIC. A book about writing books. Tell me about this. It's all about uh, writing prompts, generally for writers who don't like writing prompts, ways of sparking creativity, ways of looking at the next scene that you are working on, working on this chapter through a different lens to help you push through and finish a book. It's called Breakthrough to the End. I love this because 
whenever you come on, whenever another writer comes on one of the shows here on the network, I'm always asking them like questions on how do you do this? People are always curious how to write books and, uh, and, and they'll kind of give me their own advice or their method, but everybody has different methods. Mm -hmm. This is interesting because as I go through it, you're just trying to help them break through when they're stuck on something, or you're trying to get them to the next level. And what I love about how it reads is that you're not writing something where the lesson is three, four pages. It looks like every page is just a quick paragraph or two on one specific thing. And then you move to the next page and the next page and the next page. And the idea is to just kind of try to spark something. Is that what it is? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I like to think there's that old joke, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. That's how you write a novel. It's a marathon and it's not a sprint. Now, these prompts, each one is for like an individual writing session. If you have one scene to write and you have a tough time getting started, or if you just know what your weakness is as a writer. If your weakness is character relationships, I have a whole section of prompts that are just for developing character relationships. And every single time you start up a new scene, you can read uh, these prompts. It's going to give you something to think about. It's going to prompt you with an idea of something that can be happening in the scene. And then it's going to give you a series of questions. And those questions are really about how do you apply this to your chapter, to your scene? How does this affect your writing as you sit on this uh, session and move forward? It's the book to help writers block. That's, That's what, what it is. is. Can you send a copy to George R.R. R. Martin? I would try. I feel, <laughs> I have to say, I always say this, I feel bad for the guy because he thought up, spoilers everyone out there, the Hodor idea. The right. idea of Hodor We're talking Game reveal. of Thrones. It was, it was, and it was, it was, he wrote a bunch of books. He never finished the books. HBO takes over, mm -hmm. passes him because he's taking so long. Yep. He should have easily been able to get through his books in the time that they gave him. But he didn't have that moment of revealing these big things that he had thought up probably in the 80s. And I could easily see that really, really tanking a guy's motivation. Where he's like, why write it? It's already out there. Yeah. Especially if that was his ending. Yeah. Because everybody hated it. Mm -hmm. like, like, really that's the thing. Like, everybody hated his ending. I, I and think if that really was his ending, like, like he's like, well, why even write this stupid thing? They all hated it in the first place. I'm not changing my ending. There's a good chance George could have done it better. But man, now I think he's scrambling to, to fix it. To, he's on he's on the, the comment section. He's, he's reading and he's taking notes. He's like, well, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> Well, the other thing is that with those books, and then we'll get off those books, is the amount of weird characters that were out there that never show up in the in the miniseries in the, or in the series, mm -hmm. right? So the idea is we already know that character means nothing. Yep. We already know that their entire story that he's developing is like a dead end or they die or yep. whatever. So it's like he's got all these loose ends that we already know don't matter because they never show up in the actual show. So it's just useless storytelling. And so that's got to be hard for him to sit there and tell a story when he's like... They already know it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, he's not yeah. only telling his story, he's now fixing someone else. Yeah, that's, that's what he's doing. You, on the other hand, don't have that problem. Like, I would imagine you would not be the kind of person that would, like, sell a series before you finish the series. Nope, right now we have two books. I have two books in the can that just need a lot of editing. And one is the follow-up to Pro Wrestling Saves Earth, which is going to be called Pro Wrestling Saves the Galaxy. And I'm hoping to have that out uh, end of 2024, if not 2025. And then the finale of the Hide and Seek Chronicles uh, book five 
that will be coming out in 2024. That one's completely written. It's in rough shape, but it is completely written, and I just have to clean that one up. When when you did the Pro Wrestling Saves Earth, which I know is about a kid from Evergreen Park, mm-hmm. did you get to a point where you felt like, I can include this geographical location. Do you go out every once in a while and kind of scout something because it makes it easy for you to write about it? Like, let's say that you there's a scene and it's at, you know, one of the parks or it's at like a, a certain building in Evergreen. Do you go out because it's easier for you to sit there, look at it and go, I'm going to describe this about the building. I can see it right there. And it must be an advantage to you. Oh, absolutely. The way the houses are spaced in our town, the way the neighborhoods kind of fit together I definitely would look out my window and I and I used that uh, inspiration in the books. On top of that, one thing that I do, if you guys ever see me uh, at an in-person event, at a, a library event or things like that, I'll have a little jar out and a bunch of slips of paper. And I love the kids to come up and I will give them something to vote on. And I will say, hey, in my next uh, book, so-and-so is going to happen, but I need you to help me pick. So for the first book, for Pro Wrestling Saves Earth, I ask kids to tell me what is the main character's favorite ice cream place. Mm. And I let kids pick. Okay. And kids voted, and the winner was Rainbow Cone. Okay. I contacted Interesting. Rainbow, I, I contacted Rainbow Cone. They didn't get back to me. So there was a little fudging in the spelling. So it's not exactly Rainbow Cone, but (laughs) Rainbow Cone did make it into the book as their favorite one right now for Pro Wrestling Saves the Galaxy. I am asking kids about a favorite superpower because I'm also branching out and doing events outside of Evergreen Park now. And kids are voting on their favorite superpower and they're writing it down and putting it in, and whatever wins is going to make it into the book. Well, I'll tell you this. If an alien spacecraft has to land in Evergreen at some point, 50-acre park, train going by, right? You got mm-hmm. that there, and you've got that that barn that could be a little bit spooky and stuff like that. Interesting location. I'm I love that. I love throw that. Throw that out there to you. That's my contribution to your All right. If I take it, I'll, I'll, I'll let you in on the royalties. We'll get, it, <laughs> we'll get you a check every once in a while. That one's free. You don't worry about oh, it, Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Z is uh, just killing it. I, I, you know, or or Zach or Zachary. It depends on what kind of book you have. Like in this Absolutely. one here, it's Zach Jeffries. Zachary Jeffries does the young adult books. Yep. And Z Jeffries does the middle school books. Yeah. So basically, that is you've just, run out of names. I, I, if you do a different style of book, you're going to have to come up with some other name. I have lists of them off the side, <laughs> but that's mainly for Zachy J. Is that if, one of them? <laughs> <laughs> Zachy J. Coming at you with some new stories. Uh, that's in case a kid gets uh, a, a car, a gift card to bookies and gets to, to you want them to get the right book. kind of book. Yeah, I yeah. don't want a, uh, a book that's not going to uh, interest a kid up there. But I do want to say while I'm here that uh, everyone out there, oftentimes when I'm at these in-person events, people will say, oh, I have this idea for a book or, oh, I want to do this thing for a book. And let me just say. Uh, Citizens of Evergreen Park, if you're sitting there, if you're stewing, if you have this idea for a book gnawing at the back of your head, I want to be very clear that I think you can do it. I think you need the right tools, you need the right materials, but if you think you have a book in you and it interests you, I think you can complete it. I have this book to help. If you're not interested in buying the book, I give these prompts away for free. They're on TikTok under the hashtag ZPrompt. That's where I came up with all of these and that's where I developed all of these. Also, I am helping out the EP Public Library. We are doing a program. It is a national program called National Novel Writing Month. It's actually international. It's all across the world. 
there's this social media aspect to it. If you come by the library on Sunday, October 22nd, we're doing a kickoff. We're going to get you signed up for National Novel Writing Month. Those in the know call it NaNoWriMo. And it is a way of bit by bit, step by step, getting a first draft down in the month of November. They're going to do a bunch of stuff. There are a lot of resources at the library. They're going to help you out on Wednesday, October 18th. They're doing a talk on self-publishing on Sunday, October 22nd, 1 p.m. Come by and I will be helping people sign up for NaNoWriMo. And on top of that, the library will be hosting write-ins where you come to the library, sit down, put your nose on the laptop, and really get some words down, commiserate with your fellow writers, and really, really attack this thing. If you have this dream, if you have this idea that's sitting in the back and something is telling you you can't do it or you don't have the time or now's not the time, I say no way. I say you can do it. It's going to take a lot of work, but the library and I are here to help out. I feel like I should have had like like motivational music in the background there. Yeah, that was quite that a scene. I love that. No, that was yeah. awesome. That was awesome. Evergreen Park is about to become the land of writers, I believe, the way that Let's you're doing do things. It. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's get on the map as <laughs> novelist, the town of novelists. Zach, thanks so much. No problem. And thank you for everything that you do. I know that you're running around town. I see, I see the banner. Uh, everywhere at all these events. And again, everyone out there, take the time to subscribe to this podcast. Take the time to give it five stars because I'm telling you, not many towns have this. This is a time where we don't have local newspapers like we used to. We don't have radio stations at the local level that are helping people out that let you know about what's going on in your town. We are a small town that has fantastic communication because of things like the EP podcast. We have very knowledgeable voters because we have the issues that come down to the nine foot Oak bar. We know what's happening in our community. And a big, big part of that is from right here with, with Chris, with the EP podcast. So let's show them some love, go visit his sponsors, tell them Chris sent you, make sure you're leaving five stars and make sure you're subscribing. That's awesome. You can come back anytime with that kind of plug. (laughs) (laughs) Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial Representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708-425-1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. If you have not been listening to the bonus episode coming out during the football season, Football Friday has been coming out basically either Thursday afternoon or Friday morning, getting ready for Friday night lights over at Evergreen Park Community High School. The Mustangs won their homecoming game this past weekend. They have their sixth victory of the season, and they are now assured of a playoff spot. Once again, the Mustangs heading back to the IHSA postseason. One more game this week on the road, but it's a Thursday night game because Saturday night, they're going to be picking the seeding for the entire postseason bracket. So because of that, Football Friday will actually come out early Thursday morning to prep you for the game and give you more details with Coach Jim Ramazinski, 
who sits down here at the nine foot homemade oak bar each and every week and talks about the game, some stories surrounding the game, the matchup that's coming up. It's a really fun story following this team this year, a team that got out of the gate hot, lost their starting quarterback, lost two games back to back, and now is on a run headed towards the postseason and scoring more points in the last couple of weeks than they were earlier in the year. Find out how they're doing it. Check in with your local high school football team. All you have to do is continue listening to the EP podcast. Just check out Football Friday when it shows up in your feed. If you don't have a feed, that means you're not subscribed. Go to theeppodcast.com or any podcast player that you enjoy, like Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Pandora, you name it. All the options are at theeppodcast.com. Subscribe, because seriously, Facebook does not show you the post every week. You're missing out. Don't miss out on an episode, and don't miss out on what's coming up this week in Evergreen Park. It's now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street, brought to you by the brand new Spoken Vine Wine Bar and Bottle Shop, northeast corner of 95th and Kedzie. They've got a great selection now of brand new Italian wines from Tuscany. They have some wines there that were perfect for the Oktoberfest season, I believe are still there. Plus, they also have great small plates. They're a 21 and over place. Leave the kids at home, get out for a night with adults, and enjoy Evergreen Park's Wine Bar, northeast corner of 95th and Kedzie. See more at SpokenVineWines.com. They're right down the block from the big closure. You should easily still be able to get into Spoken Vine, though. 94th and Kedzie is closed at the railroad tracks because CSX was like, yeah, you're normally delayed like an hour there. We're going to delay it for two weeks. The closure is necessary to make needed improvements to the track and roadbed. Too bad they're not building a giant bridge that goes over the street so we don't have to deal with them anymore. Motorists are advised to use alternative routes, like driving through the neighborhood. When you're doing that, can you pretend to see the stop sign? Like, maybe stop at one out of every three. It is a neighborhood. There's kids playing. Meanwhile, on October the 28th, coffee with the mayor. Mayor Kelly Burke is going to be discussing issues relevant to you and the village of Evergreen Park on October the 28th from 9 until 10 a.m. at the community center. 3450 West 97th Street. Also, the community center is one of the places you can drop off coats, as the Evergreen Park Youth Department is now accepting donations of coats, hats, socks, scarves, and gloves during their annual coat drive now through November the 30th. Donations must be new or in clean, used conditions. The community center at 3450 West 97th Street, Room 105, one of the drop-off locations. You can also drop at 9418 South Kedzie. That's Village Hall. If you have any questions, 708-229-3377. The village is now hiring part-time crossing guards. You can apply on the village website. There are very different types of crossing guards here in Evergreen Park. I would prefer that you're a crossing guard much like those that are standing at 99th and Central Park. The guy with the hat, he's a professional crossing guard. That man controls an intersection. The one by my kid's school waved me the other day to go through and then immediately waved the kids at the same time. Luckily, I don't trust her so much. I just waited for the kids. So if you think you can do better than that, crossing guard is for you. Go to the village website. 
This Saturday, October the 21st, a day of fantasy, comics, pop art, vendors, dungeons and dragons, cosplayers, and family games. It is Fantasy Fest returning to the Evergreen Park Senior Center at 9547 South Homan. It's 11 a.m. until 3 p.m. for the four-hour event. And mark your calendars, October the 27th, kicking off at 6 p.m., James J. Sexton Park, 91st in Richmond, the annual EP Halloween Parade. Costume parade, pumpkin patch, pumpkin decorating, and refreshments, plus a Halloween big screen movie with a goodie bag, hayride, and a visit to the Urban Barn Open House. This is open only to Evergreen Park residents, and it's really meant for kids ages one month to 11 years and their parents have to be there, don't drop off your one-month-old. That would be wrong. All children must be accompanied by an adult. Next week on the show, one of our guests is going to be talking about the fourth annual donation drive for homeless veterans happening right here in the EP. There is a collection drive before that guest comes on the show, though. So if you're already ready to donate, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the Community Center, 3450 West 97th Street. If you need details first, if you want to hear more about it, listen to the EP podcast one week from now. And then there's another big event happening on November the 4th, same location. That's your EP podcast, Word on the Street. The last guest of the show is brought to you by SidSauce.net. Hot sauces with peppers grown in Evergreen Park, bottled in Evergreen Park, delivered to your door for free here in Evergreen Park. The only place I get my hot sauce from is SidSauce.net. Sitting down here at the 9-Foot Homemade Oak Bar, another friend of the show, Amy Kazin's here from Evergreen Park High School. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad to have you here. You you do so much over there uh, with the fine arts. You got the madrigals. You got the unaccompanied minors. You got the play. Uh, you're also always in the middle of like the events that they're they're doing over there like you got stuff that's going on every year for Halloween so I mean this is probably a a busy time for you huh October is a very busy month because homecoming usually falls during October too so we're right in the middle of football season and there's all kinds of great things happening yeah yeah busy week for football coach Ram was on on his football Friday uh and and he talked about that actually the last couple of weeks we, we talked a little bit about the distraction of it and then we talked a lot about you know everything that was happening for the entire week the last time he was on so I know it's a busy week over there so you have a play coming up what is the name of it again the show is called the play that goes wrong this reminds me of the uh the book i had when i was a kid with grover in it from sesame street that there's a monster at the end of this book and it was like i used to giggle at that as a child like is this a is this a self-fulfilling prophecy type play where the play actually goes wrong pretty much it's, it's <laughs> about a community theater that's trying to put on this murder mystery and the comedy comes from the fact that it works a lot like what we call our Murphy's Law dress rehearsals, you know, yeah. where it's it's a great dress rehearsal and you know you're going to have a great opening if you have a Murphy's Law dress rehearsal where literally anything that can go wrong will. But for them, it's a performance. That's I mean, what's neat about that is it's different from the normal plays I would say I see in the area, even if it's like a theater group, you know, Beverly Theater Guild or if it's, you know, one of the high schools, you don't normally get a lot of comedies. And you definitely don't get a ton of comedies at a high school level. So for me to hear that you're doing a comedy, I, I would imagine that that is a very different type of rehearsal for you to, to be to be running because they're trying to figure out their timing and they can probably get the giggles and you got to get keep everybody on track. Right. 
All of that's definitely true. Comedic timing is is really, really challenging for kids to learn. Um, this one especially because of all the pranks and the pratfalls that happen, it's it's not like you can just say, oh, we're going to read this for the first time and just let things go wrong and let that be the show. I mean, it's a lot like if you think about Home Alone, the movie, and you think about all the pranks and the stunts and everything that happened there, those were all rehearsed. Those weren't accidental. You know, they all had to be planned and rehearsed. And so that's what they've been working on. It's it's a challenging show for high school kids. It really is. I, I would imagine that's the kind of show that you probably almost have to film and then show them like, this is what you look like when you do that, you know, so that they understand how to take a fall or how to do a stunt or, you know, is it actually going across the way they think they are? Because I know, I know even when I started doing broadcast and I'm doing morning radio, I had to listen to the show afterwards because what I said at 730 in the morning Sometimes didn't sound very funny when I listened to it again at 10 o'clock in the morning. I had, to learn, I had to learn my comedic timing as well. Sure. As is any kind of an artist, you hate listening to yourself or you hate watching yourself, but a picture is worth a thousand words. So it's, it's a really good tool to use. The show's hilarious. It's very, very new. Um, I, I laughed out loud when I saw it downtown. It's, it was downtown within the last five years. So it's, it's really going to be a blast. Awesome. So, so when is the play and how do people get to see it? The show is on... Thursday and Friday, because we're hoping for a playoff football on the Saturday, November 2nd and 3rd. So okay. it's a couple of weeks out. Yeah, but you want to get your tickets now. Uh, tickets are you available get in, now. I mean, because I'm telling you, comedy plays, to me, those are the most fun. I mean, yeah. I'm not just saying it because you're here. I'm not just saying it because I'm trying to pump up what you're talking about right now. They are the most fun. Like my my daughter generally is in like a, a musical pit. So most of the plays that I see are things with their big musical productions. And I know that those are impressive and I will enjoy the next one that she's in. But I like to laugh. Like, to me, that's the entertainment thing. And I, if the kids can pull it off, I'd be excited to see that myself. For sure. And and this one is very definitely family friendly. And there's enough physical comedy going on that even younger kids will be engaged with what's happening. So it's definitely something that you could do with the family. And it'd be a great fall kind of outing. Can they get tickets on the website? How do they do that? Yep. EPCHSbands.org. Or just check, follow the school on social media. We're going to be pushing the link out a whole bunch after homecoming. Okay. Now let's get to, to Halloween which will happen before that. You guys have done things every year as the season comes up and the the trick-or-treating thing that you do over there is always a lot of fun for the kids. Uh, What's the plan this year? Uh, So we'll be back up on the second floor like we were last year. We had a lot of really good response for having it inside so kids could wear their costumes without a coat over it, not worrying about rain, snow, hail, anything you might get in October. Um, So on October 24th, anytime between 4 and 5.30, so get the kids home from school, get them settled, get them dressed. We just bring them on over. You come in the main entrance. You trick-or-treat the whole second floor. We've got some science experiments ready for them that are Halloween-themed. A bunch of games in our library. This year, we're adding a Dia de los Muertos station. That's cool. Yeah, you know, I know we walked through it last year. They could very easily be standing there going, Here's a candy bar, you know, and just kind of handing out, here's a candy bar, or like talking to each other or playing on their phones or whatever like that. They seem to be thrilled to have those kids walking through there in their costumes, and they seem to be having a blast themselves. Yeah, our our club members and our athletes really like this one. They like being able to come out and interact with the kids. I mean, it's it's just a fun vibe, and Spooky Month is a great month anyway, so it's a way that they can celebrate it too, and another chance for them to get dressed up and hang out with their coach or their sponsor, just in a different way where you're not you know, let's go, let's go practice or let's go. We've got a performance coming up, whatever. It's a chance to sit there for a little bit and just have a conversation with the sponsor and, and be able to engage with the public. Our kids are really great. They really, they really are. And it's, and what's fun is that it's not just the candy. You mentioned that there's going to be like 
some games. There's going to be some science experiments. There are going to be things for kids to do. I know when I went last year, as I walked through, I was like, all right, we're going to walk through and then we're going to get home. Like I kind of had it in my mind and I was there for a lot longer, but it was fun. Like it wasn't like I was like, I'm stuck. Don't don't get me wrong. But it was like as I walked through, there was more than just the candy. And so I think that's also a cool little aspect that you guys add in. Yeah, the whole library will be full with games that kids can play over and over if they want to. Like I said, we added a Dia de los Muertos station. They can get a Halloween tattoo because our art club will be there. And then at the other end, the science department brings whatever fun science experiment they decide to bring to us this year. That's awesome. Really cool. And then after that, you got to jump right into Christmas music, don't you? We're, you got, you we're that, already singing Christmas music. You're already music. doing it? Yeah. Is that weird for you? Because it's weird for me to see the Christmas trees in the stores already. Like, it's too early. And you, you've got to have the madrigals already getting ready. I don't like seeing the Christmas trees in the stores, but we start singing Christmas music in August. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, because they only rehearse once a week. Okay, well, I get that. You know, so once a week. They always seem so talented when they come in here, though. Oh, they are. Like, when they come in here, I'm like, these these kids just read this song two weeks ago, and they're ready to go. Like that's it, to me, To me, that's how I feel. Like, they just they just picked it up, and they just they just start nailing it. They do learn quickly, but they need to have a decent-sized program for all the performances in December, so it takes some time. We start singing Christmas music in August. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. All right, well, we'll have mom, but I'm going to wait till it's the season. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The date again is the 24th, right? 24th for the Halloween thing? from 4 to 530. And then the play is right at the beginning of November and they can go on the website to get tickets. Correct. Awesome. Amy Kazin. She's always got something going on at the school. Thanks so much. Thank you. It's the EP Podcast. All things Evergreen Park. It's the EP Podcast. Evergreen Park.